Before I read our scripture lesson this morning from the Gospel of Luke, I invite you to join me in another prayer, our prayer for illumination. Let us pray. Speak to us by your word in these Advent days and walk with us until the day of your coming. Amen. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version from the Gospel of Luke. This is Luke 1, verse 26 through 38. And this is Mary's encounter with God through an angel. May we hear God's word this morning. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. You will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who is said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Church, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. And, oh, there we go. <laughs> Whoa. I was walking Timmy in our neighborhood this week, and I passed by someone who was laying out these bulbs all in her flower bed in the front of her house. She had an open box where she was grabbing the bulbs from. She had this little device. It was like had a handle on top made of silver with some teeth at the bottom, a bulb planter. 
and she was laying them out and planting them. So I stopped and talked to her and said, tell me about these bulbs. What are you planting? She said, well, I am planting tulips. She said, this is a perfect time of year to plant tulips. And November is too early and January is too late. But if you plant them now, you can have pretty much confidence that they'll be reliable and grow. So how can you be sure they grow? How are they reliable? She said, well, I plant them at the right depth, you know, by this little tool I have. I plant them the right way. I turn them the right way. And these are tulips. And I just know that they'll come up the spring and make something beautiful. In a sense, she had this confidence that this was reliable. In a sense, she had, this was like a promise that if she follows through, something beautiful will happen. We heard in the scripture reading this morning the sound of a promise. We heard the angel Gabriel, the same angel who visits Zechariah earlier in Luke, show up and visit Mary. Now, when angels visit us in the New Testament, they're not like the angels we put on Christmas cards. They're not like the ornaments out front, right? They're not like lawn decorations. Angels, for some reason, scare the dickens out of people in the New Testament. <laughs> so usually when an angel shows up, there's, there's an appearance, and then there's fear, and then there's doubt, and then there's a sign, and then there's a response. The angel shows up to Mary. He tells her, greetings, favored one, the Lord be with you. But Mary does not say, and also with you. <laughs> Mary sits there, and the text says she ponders what's happening. She's perplexed, and ponder in the Greek means you're going back and forth with what this means, and you're going to have a confused conclusion. She's pondering this. She's confused. And the angel says, fear not. Obviously, she's a little bit afraid, too. The angel shows up. She had fear, and then the angel says, you know what? God is going to do something amazing through you and bring forth life. You're going to have a child. You're going to conceive in your womb. You're going to name him Jesus. He will be the son of the Most High. His kingdom will never end. He'll be like David of old. And then Mary, appropriately so, has doubt. She has doubt. She says, how can this be? Because I am a virgin. How can this be? And then the angel says, it's okay. Here's a sign. The Holy Spirit will come up over you, and then if you don't believe this, look at your cousin Elizabeth. She's also with child. She hasn't had her reveal party yet. <laughs> She's also with child. And that will be a sign to know that this is going to be okay. In a sense, God is going to do something amazing through you. And then Mary has her chance to respond. And Mary responds with faith. 
late, the late writer Rachel Held Evans, to paraphrase her, she says, faithfulness is not following through with all the details figured out. Faithfulness is responding to the voice of God without all the details figured out. That's faithfulness. So Mary, you know, is betrothed to somebody named Joseph. She's just your average teenage girl in an average town, which shows God can show up to any of us. With all that means, will she still be wed? Will Joseph accept her? What will people say? With all that happening, she responds with faithfulness, which shows incredible courage to say, I will go forward with this, not knowing the outcome completely. And it shows incredible love. She loves God so much that she says, yes. Then Mary, the Christ bearer, brings forth the life, the love, the joy, and the peace of Christ. Now, we're not Mary in that sense. And we still encounter God. We still encounter and hear the voice of God that invites us to go and share, to bring forth maybe the life and love and joy and peace of Christ into the world. We're invited to. We're called to do this when God speaks to us in the ways that God does. That we may have fear. I'm not good enough. I'm not qualified. I can't do this. You know, I, I don't have the time. How do I make this happen? We may have fear. Right? We may have the doubts. I don't know what this means. And then maybe we're looking for a sign before we respond. You know, in Scripture, there's always a sign. Here's what you'll see. Look at your cousin. She's expecting. What signs do we hear from God of assurance that God is reliable to God's promise? God's promise, I'll never leave you, and the Holy Spirit will be with you. I don't know what your sign is. Maybe it's a hug from a friend. Maybe it's a card with an amazing note when you need it. Maybe it's a sunrise. Maybe it's a crystal clear lake when the wind's not blowing. Maybe it's a song that brings tears to your eyes. Maybe it's a memory of someone who's gone on. And you remember the joy you had in that relationship. Maybe it's reading a scripture that gives you goosebumps on the back of your neck. Maybe it's remembering there's an empty tomb that God is always inviting us to new life. Whatever your sign is, I pray that you're open to it. So that when you encounter God, when you hear God's voice, and that voice invites you to bring forth the life and the love and the joy and peace of Christ, you too, or us too, have the courage and the love like Mary to say yes. And please know, we're never on our own to do this. We can't do this on our own. It's always empowered by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit working in us, empowering us, comforting us, encouraging us. 
And maybe the Holy Spirit is something beyond our explanation. 